Welcome to the Seated Above podcast, where you will be empowered to live an ascended life in Christ mystically, financially, physiologically, and governmentally. Here's your host, Brian Orm. Wonder, curiosity, playfulness. These dynamics are extremely powerful and valuable in the kingdom of heaven. When we approach kingdom life from this place, things begin to open up. We begin to think like our Father thinks. What would it look like to operate in omni-thought, to live out the mind of Christ? This podcast, we're going to explore the beauty and majesty of living out the limitless mind of Jesus Christ. Everybody, welcome to the Seated Above podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'd really appreciate if you share this, rate it, review it, pass it on to your friends. That'd be awesome. So we're going to have a fun conversation today about what I would call Edenic consciousness. We go back to the garden, Adam and Eve, this place where they're just, you know, especially in the beginning with Adam walking in the cool of the day, just learning to connect with the Father. Something happened when sin entered the world. Sin entered the world through one man, Adam. Adam became a portal through which sin entered the world. Jesus, the last Adam, becomes a portal through which righteousness enters the world through one man as well. But in the garden, Adam and Eve lost their wonder. They hid themselves from the wonder of God and creation. They hid themselves from curiosity. There's something powerful about wonder. Plato and Aristotle said the principle of philosophy was wonder. Aquinas defined wonder as the desire to learn. Francis Bacon defined it as the seed of knowledge. Wonder is the desire to know the unknown. It's, it is an expression of childlike faith. Jesus is saying to the children, to a crowd of adults. If you're going to enter my kingdom, you're going to have to be like one of these. There's something about the power of wonder, curiosity, playfulness in the kingdom of God that it's highly valuable for us encountering the unknown and seeing the unseen. Wonder and awe actually increase neuroplasticity in the brain. It increases the changing of the brain. Neurotropic factors which heighten the formation of new neural structures are heightened in their activity through playfulness. Again, there's something powerful to this approach to life in the kingdom and here on earth. It would seem to show that wonder steepens our learning curve. It increases our capacity to function at a full brain level. You know, beauty really is a window to wonder. It becomes a catalyst for wonder to be expressed. Beauty is a visible expression of truth and goodness. This is why it's always a good idea, at least at some point, get into a different place that has a different pace so we can have a different perspective. There's something really important about getting into nature, into creation, whether that is the mountains, the beach, a forest, a desert. Whatever it looks like, getting into something different than our normal rhythm of life, it begins to shift and change things. 
you know, curiosity, that urge to know something more, to explain the unexpected, or the urge just to know more. These are big, huge keys to functioning really in an Edenic consciousness. Also intimacy. You know, we possess the mind of Christ. We've been given this amazing dynamic, this this realm, you could even say, of all that can be known within the mind of Christ. This is part of our inheritance in Christ, is not only experiencing his life, his nature, but also his mind. And in the midst of intimacy with him, I've found asking questions, because this is what children do, asking questions is not about demanding an answer, rather it's wondering in the presence of reality or uncertainty. That wonder becomes the window through which we begin to access the fullness of the mind of Christ. We've been given an operating system. We live in and from the mind of Christ or live in and from our matrix of knowledge of good and evil toil. And so we are going to live in an eight-lane freeway or a very narrow way of thinking. You know, human visibility is very narrow, and the conclusions we come to based on this are incomplete. Most of what is outside the very narrow perspective of humanity is in the unseen, and the imagination becomes a bridge to access and to understand. Second Peter 1.9 says, For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. When we take our eyes off of the finished work of Christ, we don't see very clearly. We've got to remember what he has given and forget what he has forgiven. Again, this verse is pointing to the fact that blindness, short-sightedness, the inability to see correctly is because of forgetting that we have been purified from our sins at the finished work of Christ. We've taken our eyes off of this. We've lost the wonder, the curiosity, the beauty, and the majesty of the finished work of Christ. Come on. You know, we are wired to not just believe what comes through our five senses, but what is beyond our five senses as well. You know, there's data that can come in, and then there's also divine data. We have the limitless mind of Christ where the mysteries of God are contained. We can see beyond the natural, not just a narrow scope, but a broad scope. There's this old mathematician, Euler. He lost his sight around 1776, but that didn't stop him from doing mathematics. His output actually increased. His discovery increased. And he said of the loss of his sight, it's just one less distraction now. And he was able to see in a different way. Colossians 3, 1 to 3 says, You are in fact raised together with Christ. Now ponder with persuasion the consequence of your co-inclusion in him. Relocate yourselves mentally. Engage your thoughts with throne room realities where you are co-seated with Christ in the executive authority of God's right hand. Becoming affectionately acquainted with these thoughts will keep you from being distracted again by the earthly soul-ruled realm. Your union with his death broke the association with that world. 
see yourselves located in a fortress where your life is hidden with Christ in God. You might be thinking, Matt sounds a, a bit different than my translation. That's the mirror translation, if you're wondering. You can check that out. But we've been raised with Christ. We are from heaven, so we should think like it. If we're from heaven, we should think like we're from heaven. An unrenewed mind can only process information, but a renewed mind can process information plus revelation. The composition of God's mind is that love is the substance of Jesus' consciousness, and it produces his thoughts. It's the substance of his consciousness, and from that place, thoughts are produced. We are to form our decisions from love and see them manifest into physical creation via faith. Let me say that again. We are to form our decisions from love, not fear, not reaction to life, from love, and see them manifest into physical creation via faith, which is dependency on display. A son, a daughter's thoughts are to be governed by the government of God, righteousness, peace, and joy. Peace, Philippians 4.17, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Peace is a force field. We are at peace when we understand we've been made right with God. We are at peace. Then there's joy. 2 Corinthians 5.13, we are blissfully out of our minds with pleasure before our Maker. He delights in our ecstasy. Our insane mode is between us and God. We promise to behave ourselves sane and sober before you. We experience joy because we are at peace because we've been made right with God. This eliminates destructive overthinking and overanalyzing, which are the fruits of not being enough. We can function in omni-thought. This is what I call it, omni-thought. Revelation 1.8, I am the Alpha and Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Hindsight, who was. He's the God who was. Insight, the God who is. Foresight, the God who is to come. We can function in hindsight, insight, foresight, and oversight at the same time. This is omni-thought. We can get words of knowledge and hindsight. We can get words of wisdom and insight and words of prophecy and foresight. This is meaning that our thought life is not subject to time or temporally minded. We're to be eternally minded or omni-thought focused versus temporally minded. It's a question we got to ask ourselves is, is my thinking, are my thoughts subject and constrained to time. Our thought patterns are to be woven from the Father's logic and opinion, which is the Logos, Jesus. Thinking becomes vocalizing. Luke 6.45, what you say flows from what is in your heart. Our words carry the frequency of our heart, which is the belief system. As we continue to say it, we will act on it and eventually become it. So it's important to have a process of living out the entrainment with the mind of Christ. And so there's four things I wanted to highlight. This is just a personal process that I've employed in my own life. 
And the first one is contemplate, deep thinking, introspecting into Christ. I'm not looking to introspect into myself. I'm introspecting into Christ. This is allowing us to see things differently. This is finding silence in our life, that value for silence. Contemplation. Maybe you take a verse, a revelation, a prophetic word, and you just begin to think upon that thing, taking the words, dissecting it, engaging God like a child and asking questions. That's that space of deep thinking. And then that transitions into invocate deep praying. This is praying in tongues to align with heaven's algorithm. Praying in tongues is like an algorithm. It's to understand what's trending in heaven beyond what is trending here in the world. So as you pray in the Spirit, set your intention as you pray. Set your focus, the direction of your heart, the affection, all going in the same direction as you pray in the Spirit. And the third one, adjudicate deep deciding. Make a decision. Job twenty two twenty eight. Decide a thing, decree a thing, and it shall be established and light shall shine on that pathway with favor. Job twenty two twenty eight. Got to make a decision. It's not just about thinking and praying. It's making a decision from that place. And the final one here, administrate, deep applying. Knowing isn't enough. We must apply the knowledge. Wisdom becomes the application of revelation, which opens up a window for reformation. Goals are great. Plans are better. So we start in contemplation, deep thinking, invocation, deep praying, adjudicate, we decide a deep decision, and then we administrate deep application. This is a really simple process you can take to function in a Edenic consciousness and training with the mind of Christ from that place of wonder, curiosity, and playfulness, approaching it like a child, childlike faith, dependency on display. I'm telling you, when you approach kingdom life in this way, things begin to open up. You'll begin to know things like more than any other time in your life, in any other season. And there just becomes a synchronicity because what's happening is our heart and our minds are opening up to be filled with the mind of Christ, an Edenic consciousness going back to original intent original design, walking in the cool of the day. Come on. So set your mind on things above. So I bless your capacity to have omni-thought, hindsight, insight, foresight, oversight, to think in multiple, multiple dimensions simultaneously, to entrain with the mind of Christ, to think deeply, to pray deeply, to decide deeply, and to apply deeply. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Make sure to check out the show notes to see any new products that I've got going on. I've always got things happening with workshops and schools and coaching. I do offer one-on-one coaching as well. If that's of interest to you, just click on the link in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you. Otherwise, I'll see you next time here on the Seated Above podcast. Peace. You've been listening to the Seated Above podcast with Brian Orm. If you've enjoyed the episode today, please share it with someone who appreciates living an ascended life. Want to go deeper into this type of content? 
Head over to iBorm.com to access Brian's courses, workshops, coaching and more.